Welcome to the Inclusion Think Tank podcast presented by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE. As the name suggests, this podcast will discuss inclusive education and most importantly, why it works. On this episode, I welcome back to the podcast, Vera Pasecki. On the last episode, Vera shared how her daughter, Hannah, benefited socially and academically from being in an inclusive education setting. On this, part two of our conversation, Vera and I are joined by Fred, CEO of New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. Fred and Vera share a behind the scenes look at the steps it took to achieve this inclusive setting in the school district where Hannah attends. Welcome to another episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast presented by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. In our last episode, I welcomed my guest, Vera Pasecki, and I am happy to welcome Vera back for a part two conversation. We are also joined today by Fred, who is the CEO of New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. And thank you both for joining me today for this uh, part two episode. And today's conversation, we will be taking a look at the steps that the school district where Vera's daughter Hannah attends, uh, the steps they have taken to better embrace uh, an inclusive education setting. So with that being said, I am turning over the conversation to Fred. Um, So again, thank you both for uh, joining me for this uh, very important part two of our conversation. Thanks, Thank you, Arthur. Uh, and are always a pleasure. Um, you know, it, it, the, the steps that happened uh, that we learned about in the last podcast are uh, so familiar uh, for unfortunately too many parents out there uh, who are trying to get their children included, uh, but may struggle with uh, reluctant uh, school personnel or different difficult situations. Eventually for you, this kind of came to a head where you had really no other choice except to pursue a, a legal option. Um, do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about about that and what the result of that was? Yes. Um, Hannah had been um, fully included um, up to um, <clears throat> um, through preschool into um, fourth grade. And academically, she had held her own um, in the beginning. Um, As as we expected, as she got older, the gap widened and it required um, modifications and and versus just accommodations. The curriculum really needed to be modified. They felt she had to be removed into a a self-contained environment. Um, we filed a complaint with the state. The state agreed with us that modifications could happen in the general essay. And immediately after we won that complaint, um, the district uh, set a meeting required to do numerous evaluations, including a psychiatrist, and, um, and called a uh, reconvened um, a meeting very quickly. And that was in March of her fourth grade year. And on March 15th, they announced to us that not only they did not want to remove her to a resource room in her same school, they wanted to remove her in 15 days completely from that school and have her take a bus 
across town to another school where she knew no, no children. Um, obviously that was very upsetting because they skipped a whole bunch of tiers of support, um, which could have at least kept her in, in her um, school with her friends that she'd known now for five years. Um, so we felt we had no other alternative than to file and um, so that we could get stay put so she could stay um, in her setting. Um, after that, I mean, it, it, we hadn't had a lawyer up until that point. Um, and we knew that we were now, you know, it was beyond our capability. And um, so we were able to, um, to get a lawyer and start the process of looking at expert witnesses and, and figuring out um, what our next steps were. Very overwhelming, um, very um, stressful to the family as, as a whole. Um, my daughter has two older siblings. Um, who were who at that point were also in the school district and had um, spoken and been involved in some of our understanding challenges programs to educate you know students uh, about you know um, children with different disabilities. So so it was a very it was a very difficult time. So over the course of I believe it was the next almost two years, um, we went through the um, court process. Um, and um, if you'd ever told me I'd be sitting up at, on a stand being uh, drilled uh, with questions from um, my district's lawyer, I would have laughed at you and thought that was silly, but I went through all of that. Um, and um, we were successful, we won the case. In fact, the judge came back in record time within 30 days with her order. And that order, um, required Hannah to be included in um, the general education setting with the appropriate supports. And one of the supports that she specifically um, highlighted was the need to um, train all of Hannah's teachers in inclusive practices. And once that happened, I, I feel like our district, it was almost like a perfect storm of things that changed. So, I won, we, well, I, we won that court case. Um, and at the same time, we had a change of administration that was coming in. We had a new director of special services. Um, and we also had um, um, strategic, five-year strategic planning that was happening in the district. And much to my surprise, during the strategic planning process, people stood up and made the second highest priority behind class size was inclusion. And I didn't even stack the speakers, Fred. I swear to God, I was so stunned at, at the fact that people came up and, and stood at all of these sessions and made their points. So, um, but, and, and the new head of special education, um, when she came in, I don't even know if she was technically, um, in the district yet, but she had somebody introduce us and she came right up to me and she said, if you don't mind, I think I have somebody that can do the training. I'd like to bring NJCIE in. And I said, okay. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't researched to find, you know, um, but I, I went with it and, um, and that's kind of, um, she's now in middle school and uh, our relationship with the supports of having a, an 
NJCIE expert or consultant to support the teachers started when she started in sixth grade and she's now in eighth. So, um, continuously uh, fully included and, and is doing extremely well. And, um, I, there's definitely been a tone shift, obviously, with the teachers and 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 everyone else in relation to her inclusion. Yes, I I, I think sixth grade. I I think there was a lot of investment time in training. Um, I don't think. Well, I know because I asked all of the teachers that were involved whether they had ever included a child like Hannah Down syndrome. Um, speech impairment, you know, physical, intellectual, if they had ever included a, a child like Hannah in their gen ed classrooms and across the board, nobody had. I think one teacher said they had, but it had failed because it wasn't supported. Um, so, so to have this group of teachers that have never done this before and the ending meetings and the, and the meetings we had in between, I, I think there was a lot of investment upfront. I think you guys spent a lot of time, but then I discovered that the end of sixth grade going into seventh grade, well, guess what? The sixth grade science co-teacher met with the seventh grade science co-teacher and talked a little bit about Hannah. So I think your involvement probably wasn't your NJ, meaning NJCIE's involvement and consultants probably wasn't as, you know, as, as intense in the following seventh and eighth grade years as it was in sixth. But I, I found for the first time in my life, I went to an IEP meeting and um, for the first time, I wasn't nervous about being told she was going to be removed. And have to move from her friends and neighbors and carpool and everything else. And the other thing that was really unique was that we really focused on her strengths. And we weren't just focusing on the negative and the fact that she was below grade level and, and all of these other things. It was, it was just, it, 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 I feel like the, the clouds have parted and the sun is shining um, as she has been going through middle school. So it's 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 been a wonderful experience so it's it, it certainly had been a has been a wonderful experience on our end as well the teachers were very receptive um to all of the suggestions and strategies we might make and and we're actively working uh uh to make modifications on their own um and it would it, it was really a, a great situation uh, that came out of uh, maybe a horrible experience with the lawsuit, but the, the post-lawsuit period, uh, especially for Hannah, was, uh, has been fantastic. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, there's our involvement in this, but really, from my vantage point, I see the, the lawsuit being this precipitating event for great change across the district, uh, which, which you don't often see. But um, what I was told as far as their selection for director of special ed was that they were actively searching for someone who had an inclusive mindset to be the next director, that the lawsuit and the events around it had so influenced their change in mindset 
that they wanted to make sure whoever was coming in would lead the district in a more inclusive direction. Um, which is why I, I, I believe a big reason why your, your current director was selected because she has a track record of, of making school districts more inclusive. Yeah. Um, but the change, I mean, hasn't stopped there. They put, they put number two on the strategic plan uh, as being uh, becoming more inclusive. For a, a fairly, you know, in Jersey, a fairly large district uh, to be fairly bold with saying, you know, we, we need to become more inclusive as a district and following through by having it on the strategic plan, making inclusive hires mm -hmm. and um, really pushing in that direction. It's really remarkable how much change uh, that, one, that one situation, your court case, uh, kicked off. And, and it's been, what, two years, three years since that decision? Yes. And um, the district has done a number of different things uh, to help promote and, and make change within the district. Um, they have uh, signed up uh, with different grant projects in the state focused on helping districts become more inclusive. Uh, they are making uh, placement changes. They are investing in, in training and support for their teachers at multiple buildings. And, um, you know, it, it's really, it is really remarkable um, how much this shifted uh, the mindset and policy and practices. Um, did, you, did you think that it would have this type of impact? I don't know if we could take all the credit for um, the change. I had been told that um, that my case was the impetus for looking for somebody who's more inclusive. Um, you know, the 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 other thing that that I came to realize during this, um, you know, as a parent, Hannah was very unique in our district. She might have been the only child with the extent of her needs being included in Gen Ed. So in a, a district back then that had nine, 10,000 students, I was, we were the one, right? It's a very hard road, a very hard journey to, um, to follow. And with all privacy and all of these other things, it was, it was a, a journey that we kind of did quietly on our own, you know? I didn't sit there and, you know, I had a few friends that I would talk to and bounce things off of, but it wasn't something that was broadcast throughout the community. And, um, and when we were going through this process, my, <laughs> my daughter, um, against my wishes, actually put out an Instagram post talking about how disappointed she was in the district um, and that they tout um, inclusivity and, and how it is important to understand different challenges. And then they do something like this, you know, want to remove her, her sister and, you know, and that Instagram post got shared hundreds of times, got posted onto Facebook and suddenly the community heard what was happening to Hannah and the outpouring of these, from these parents and the children, her classmates, who had never been formally trained in the benefits of inclusion, they didn't know, they, they weren't walking the same road or challenges that I was. 
the support was just incredible. Kids were writing to the Board of Ed. They put together a video of pictures from Hannah from kindergarten up to, you know, and, and sent it to the Board of Ed. That video actually got used in my court case because one of the claims of the district was that she had no friend um, in class. So we used that as a, <laughs> as a you know, counterpoint. And, um, and so I think the community, it just, it just made no sense to them. So just from a common sense standpoint, and I remember one mom looking at me and saying, why would they do this? She makes my son a better person. I will never forget her saying that to me, you know, the things that he was, he was learning just from her being in the class setting with her. And, and I, so I think not just the, the formal filing the documents, going to court or whatever, but I think the whole challenge and then the community becoming informed also was part of the impetus. We want this to happen. Uh, um, you know, I had people that didn't even have kids in Hannah's class that stood up at board of ed meetings and, and spoke out um, against what was happening. Maybe it helped hire the right person, but it also got the community aware. So it, it, but again, that community would not have been aware if Hannah hadn't been with them for five years, right? Who would have known? Who, or who would have cared? And it, it certainly continues to this day. Uh, we were uh, at a uh, parent group meeting uh, not too long ago where we're on the same page. There might have been um, um, slight differences here and there about pace and uh, speed of change, but um, it, it was really refreshing to see uh, such camaraderie and mutual respect and support. Um, and it's, it's clear that, um, you know, the, the people in charge now are trying to do everything they can uh, to support what the community has called for. So it, it, is, it is a really, really remarkable ending uh, to an a case involving an individual student. And it, it's, um, you know, there, there certainly may have been other factors involved in promoting such wide scale change, but this has to be one of the more major ones. And to see such a, a positive result uh, starting to form uh, both for your daughter and for the district at large, um, we don't often see that. You know, we, we often hear that uh, one person or one situation can can change the world, but it's it's hard sometimes to find real life examples. Um, and uh, I would I would definitely say this is this is a real life example that that uh, I certainly uh, am thrilled to be uh, a part of uh, uh, helping in any way that we can. Well, I, I have to say, I, I definitely went gray um, during that process, Fred, um, but it is, um, I still get people, be it in training sessions all over New Jersey, and I'll get a friend of mine may send me a, a screenshot of the case they're talking about somewhere up North Jersey or down south, and it's, and it's our case. Not to lie, there are many times I sat there and said, oh my gosh, this is, what are we doing? And, you know, um, and, and, and the, the, the stress and the, and the finances and the time and, and all of those things. But 
Um, so to see the outcome benefit just more than one child. Um, and now following Hannah through her elementary school is, is another, you know, young lady with Down syndrome. And I just got off a meeting with, um, you know, another um, parent who has a, uh, a son with Down syndrome who's in, included in preschool. And, um, you know, to, so to see those things and, and, and to, to hear, um, to sit in on meetings that are so positive and focus on how the child has progressed, things I never experienced <laughs> because it was always talking about removing her, removing her, removing her. Um, it, it, it really, um, you know, I, I almost wanted to cry after one meeting because it was so positive. So still a long way to go, sure. But when I see those changes, I, I, it, 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 it makes me feel great that we, we're starting to head in the right direction. And NJCIE support has been great. We're, we're happy to help, but uh, quite obviously you did the heavy lifting um, as did the changes your district has made. Uh, but uh, thank you for the mention. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to say? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, just that I, I, I think, um, I think as our district goes through these changes, I mean, I think the grants that they're involved in will certainly help. And I've seen um, administrators where we kind of batted heads about where she should be placed, and and I see after them doing self-assessment and being trained. I can, I can see their mindset has changed and their understanding has changed. Um, it's, I, I'm, you know, I'm very hopeful um, for, the, for the future, for the kids that follow. Um, I still think um, we need a, a lot more um, parent um, training as well, because I think parents, particularly of kids that you know might be nonverbal or or struggle with the issues um, that um, my child does. It's, it's it's a scary thing, the concept of throwing them into a general education setting with up to thirty kids or something like that. So um, so I I I think there's um there's still a lot a lot to be done, but um, hopefully hopefully um, we'll see this through. You know. Well, if, if, if you have anything to do with it, I'm sure they, I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's always a, it's always a pleasure seeing you and, and uh, talking about um, how great of an outcome uh, everything is shaping up to be. And uh, like you said, there's, there's still a long road, but uh, we're on the right one. I think so. so. I think so. Well, thank you so much for taking your time today uh, to join us. Thank you, Arthur, for having me on. Yeah, thank you both for um, for having this conversation as it is a, um, as I mentioned, a very important follow-up to our previous conversation uh, to tie it all in together. So uh, thank you both for your time for joining uh, this episode. Thank you, Arthur. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or Spotify and to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.